0: So it's so funny when you look back and you see how things all kind of fell into place. Amazingly enough, when you have this void, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you fill it with, you still kind of are unfulfilled. And I realized a lot of it came down to uh, how I felt about myself.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Real Life Pivotal Moments, the best place for you to listen learn, and grow from people's stories and their journey towards their true self. I'm excited because today's guest is someone I was inspired and met through Instagram and really saw one of her funny reels. She is a health and fitness coach, but also a mom of five. And I can't wait for you guys to get to know her personally in this podcast. And so I want to welcome Jessica Carey.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, Jessica, I'm, I'm curious, how do you manage all this? Like you're a mom, you are a health and fitness coach. I mean, a day just has 24 hours. How do you manage it?
0: When it comes down to it, when you love what you do, you just make things a priority, right? When you when you have a passion for it, you make the time for it. Um, when something's important to you, you make the time. You know, for a long time, I had plenty of time to watch Netflix, right? I had plenty <laughs> of time to watch my favorite TV shows and all those things. Um, it's just using my time a little bit more intentionally now. You extend your knowledge and and your inspiration to helping people to where a lot of people are on Instagram and they're just scrolling, right? So it's the same amount of time. It's just using it more intentional.
1: How do you found your passion? Because you were mentioning that if you have a passion, you just go for it. Like walk me through your past where you found the passion, actively started to pursue it.
0: Yeah. So this, I mean, this goes back a long ways. I, for sure, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was going to be a health and fitness coach, I would have left you right <laughs> out the door because I was the furthest thing from healthy. So I got married at 18, right out of high school uh, to my high school sweetheart. We had our first baby at 19. From that point forward, I went from basically a, a child, right? 18 years old to a mom. And my wow. entire identity became being a mom. It took me, you know, that probably 10 years of completely losing who I was outside of being a mom. And don't get me wrong. Being a mom is amazing and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I couldn't replace those years ever. If I tried, I'm so, so grateful. But at the same time, I think any mom would realize or anyone who's kind of been pulled in another direction that you kind of lose yourself. And so that's very much where I was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, you know, who I was outside of that. I was kind of lost. I had no passion. I didn't really have goals of my own. I just wanted to be a good mom. And before you know it, it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and you're just sad and you don't Mm -hmm. really know why. And you can't remember the last time you talked to... Your friends or went out and did anything for you. I don't know that it was like a light bulb moment, like, oh, I don't know who I am anymore. It was just slowly realizing that I wasn't excited about anything anymore. When I noticed it, is when I started to change it. And that wasn't with health and fitness coaching. I actually started. Coaching cheerleading at one of our local high schools. There was an opening. I had been a cheerleader in high school. I was like, well, that would be fun. That would be something for me. And so I started doing that. And in that coaching, I was like, this is me. I need this creative outlet. I didn't have this anymore. This fire, mm. this excitement, this teaching people things and seeing light bulb moments and watching them succeed. Like that fueled me. And I was like, wow, I was missing it and I didn't even realize it. So that, I think that was probably a pivotal thing when I started to do something for mm. me that brought me joy that was outside of being a mom. I realized what I had been missing.
1: I resonate with this so much. And I'm sure many listeners also resonate with the fact that you know you you go to bed sometimes at night you feel lost you're unhappy you don't know why you don't know what to do you just you just there and just feel lost
0: so it's so funny when you look back and you see how things all kind of fell into place for whatever reason coaching cheer was always on my heart as a as a high school cheerleader i was not the best of the best, but I understood the basics. I was very much like technically sound. I understood how to teach and duplicate things. And so I just always knew I wanted to coach cheer. I was just Mm -hmm. waiting for that opportunity to kind of open up. It literally sparked this fire in me that I didn't know I was missing.
1: Awesome. I love the fact that you were not forced to do cheerleading, right? It's something... That's been inside of you and you saw the opportunity and you pursued it and it turned out to be the stepping stone for something greater who you are today.
0: What I realized with coaching first is that I liked making money right? I liked being able to provide some sort of contribution monetarily to our family. And so that helped me spark like different ideas that I could do a part-time job here, or I, you know, made some hair bows for a couple of years. I was doing like crafts, selling them on Facebook. I was working at a wedding um, venue. I was helping with the catering company through that, just to keep me busy, keep me doing things, getting me involved with people. And so I started to work Several part time jobs, I was still not quite fulfilled. Amazingly enough, when you have this void, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you fill it with, you still kind of are unfulfilled. I realized a lot of it came down to uh, how I felt about myself. And so I had hit a point, I had three babies, I was overweight. The only way I had ever lost weight between these babies was with diet pills, eating less than my kids at dinner, drinking coffee all day, eating less than my kids at dinner every night. So I was jittery. I was caffeinated. I was not fueled. I wasn't working out. I was very clueless. And again, even though I had all of these outlets that were supposed to be bringing me joy that I truly did love and enjoy doing, I still felt unfulfilled. And so I realized that it was likely an inside problem an internal problem right not so much that I didn't have enough things to do I just wasn't my best self doing them I reached out to a friend I happened to be scrolling social media one day and I reached out to a friend who had recently had a child as well she was working out she was posting about these workouts she looked amazing and I thought maybe this is it you know I've done all the things I've gone to the gym I've bought the the DVDs online I've I've tried to go running, BT dubs, still hate running to this day, not a runner, (laughs) but, um, so I thought, well, I'll give this a try. She's doing it. I trust her. You know, I knew her from school. And so I reached out to her and she helped me get started on, uh, this fitness plan with these nutrition programs and sustainable lifestyle. Uh, because that was that was, a huge pivotal moment in my life. It could have gone completely the other way and I'd still be spiraling, not feeling fulfilled, not being my best self, unhealthy, living on diet pills, all of those things. Um, But I reached out to the right person at the right time and that that changed everything.
1: Wow, how many people resonate with that, that we are doing something that we truly love, but still feel unfulfilled and still feel lost. And for you to be able to recognize that it has something to do not something external like money or something like that. It's something you have to own up to yourself by looking deeper inside those people listening who are at that stage where they feel lost during the night, where they may be doing something they enjoy or they don't even know who they are. They read a lot about, hey, love is inside of yourself. Something external can give something that is internal. I think for most of the people, including myself back in the days, I wasn't able to really feel what those me- words mean. So I love to hear from your story. How did you recognize from yourself that it comes within and how was your process to find it within yourself?
0: I I knew that that was something that was always nagging me, mm. not feeling healthy, not feeling energized, not having kind of a physical zest for life. And so having been on a recent diet pill binge i was down like 35 pounds and people were asking me like how what are you doing how are you losing weight and i was lying constantly like how do you tell people you're living on diet pills right like you can't you don't say that to people and wow. so i felt this kind of shame over this weight loss and so i reached out to her thinking you know if i've already lost the weight with the diet pills like what could i do if i started working out it was not a healthy place to be, right? I was literally just desperate to get the weight off. I wish I could say that I had this amazing epiphany and, and, and thought to myself, I need to work on my internal. So anywho, and I realize now after going through this that it, it was all about me growing into this person I was supposed to be all along, becoming my best self so that all of the things that I decided to, you know, do with my time and, and create, it would be coming from a better place. um, And that's where health and fitness came into play.
1: I think the misconception we get from our society is that something drops on your head and boom, you figure it out. Boom, you know who you are all of the sudden. I love that your story is proof that it's a process. It starts with a moment in life that happens just randomly. Like you're going to cheerleading or you you feeling the need to reach out to your friend and you're just saying like, oh, you know, let's try that out. And it turned out years later when we look back that this was a pivotal moment. And I, I'm sure during that time, it didn't feel like one. That process led you to have those wisdoms. So I really like that story. You are now in this program with your friend. You start to lose weight with your original way. And how did you become who you are today or what's the path in between?
0: Yeah. So that was seven years ago when I reached out to her. That was, I just celebrated my seven year anniversary last month. I was doing these workouts and I lost four pounds and I was like, wait a second, (laughs) wait (laughs) a second. I, I lose weight by not eating. That's the way I've always done it. Clearly I've been doing it wrong. A light bulb flipped because I wasn't, I wasn't living on coffee. So therefore I wasn't jittery. I had real energy. I felt fueled. I felt excited. I was like learning how to eat and you know, oh, I eat this and this is how my body reacts. And this is how I feel. And these workouts give me energy. My husband had started doing them with me and he was getting results. know with this program i was plugged into a supportive community of women doing the same type of workouts and and following the meal plan and so having this community of people to you know bounce ideas off of and share in my struggles and and celebrate with me when i was getting good results that was a game changer the accountability to know that somebody was there to know if i didn't work out right somebody was there that I could you know, not just hide in my closet and eat donuts all day long, right? Like I had people to hold me accountable and that was a game changer.
1: Are you having a low moment? Are you overthinking, dealing with self-doubts? You are people pleasing or you are on your journey of finding yourself and you're looking for an accountability partner, a coach to turn your low moment into your pivotal moment then please shoot me a message at instagram.com slash or write me an email at Luke at gmail.com. I'd love to get to know you.
0: Um, and so I really, I just dove face first into this, this entire process of, you know, fitness, nutrition, support and accountability. And I just fell in love with it. Surprise. I'm a talker, right? Like I just, I share and I'm super excited. I was already active on social media, just Facebook. I didn't have Instagram at the time, but I started sharing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing. I feel amazing. You know, I'm drinking this and I'm doing these workouts. I've lost four pounds talking about all these things. And people were asking me, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, come do it with me hit my girl up. She got me started. You know, this is what you'll do. You'll join our group. And and so I was sending all these people to my coach to get them started because I felt so good. I wanted other people to feel good. And so through that process, my coach was like, hey, Jess, like, why don't you coach with me? Why don't you do this? Obviously people are inspired by you. They're listening and and watching you transform and, and fall in love with this process. Like, why don't you do it? Instantly, I had a ton of self-doubt, right? And objections. I was too busy. I didn't know anything about nutrition. Are you crazy? A fitness coach, I was living on coffee a month ago. I can't teach people how to eat and what to do, right? So I had all of these self-limiting beliefs and I told her no several times that I didn't have the times until honestly, she was like, stop. <laughs> You're not telling me no anymore. People want to hear you. They want to work with you you're sending them to me, they want to work with you. you got to do this with me. And literally just like I do my whole life, I'm like, well, whatever, let's go, let's try it, <laughs> right? And I just signed the line and, and I decided, okay, well, let's see what happens." And I started helping people get started the same way I did. I helped them, you know, get set up with the same program I use. I was putting them into these groups. I was supporting them, checking in on them, seeing how they're doing. I'll never forget. It was probably two or three weeks after I helped my first person get started when she messaged me and said, thank you. Thank you so much for helping me get started. I've never felt better. Seven years later, I feel like I'm still chasing that message because I know that if I feel this good. I can help others feel this good too. It's just brought so much joy and fulfillment to me. And it's not just the working out, right? I think, you know, you're on your own health and fitness journey. You know how much you can grow and how much confidence you build, feel empowered and like you can conquer anything just because you did a workout, right? And and doing that and proving your, to yourself that you can show up for yourself and then adding another layer of showing up for others and helping others get results just completely elevated my entire journey. It's just been seven years of, of trying to duplicate that success.
1: I love your energy. And I think it definitely fuels you up to pursue the things you want to pursue but also what I realized through this conversation is you have a lot of curiosity you really want to try things out oh let me try this what is this what are you talking about all right let me try this and you are not afraid to jump into it and just try it out and see how it resonates with you and I'm sure I mean you're just sharing right now the things that really pivoted your life but I'm sure that there were many things that you tried where you're like oh nope this is not for me and so For everyone who is listening to this incredible story Jessica is sharing, I resonate with it in so many ways in my own story, that curiosity and having the courage, even in times of self-doubts, because we all have them when something new and uncomfortable is coming in, to really have the courage to still keep going. I remember I moved to Silicon Valley. I had an amazing life in Germany. So I was born and raised in Germany. I had an amazing life. I had a good job. My girlfriend was there. All the friends, my family were there. But I always felt like that there is something more. I want to experience. I want to adventure. And so I won the U.S. green card through the lottery. I said to myself, hey, I really want to do this. Damn, I was afraid. I was scared. I was like, hey, this is a new language, a new country, new culture. But exactly going into those fears where actually when I look back into my life, and I'm glad that your life shows similar situations are actually those moments where true pivots and transformation happens in those places where you feel this sounds cool I kind of like the idea but damn I'm so scared and jumping into yeah. that and still doing it is where transformation happens and I'm, I'm just super super happy to see that your story is very similar to what many many others who are their true self today transformed initially so that's beautiful yeah. I'm curious. That's so
0: incredible. I, I love hearing that part of your story. Thanks for sharing that.
1: Yeah. I what I can't get out of my head is still the fact that all those stuff sound incredible and I'm sure that even me included how many people think I don't have time for this. I'm so busy. Yes, I know healthcare is a priority. I know I need to be in better shape. I know it's going to serve my mental health, but I just don't want to do it. And Jessica is a mom of three. She's still doing all the part-time jobs because she's not making money. Do you have a method to structure your day in order to do all those things? Yeah, That's crazy. Gosh.
0: Okay. So if you need um, a guest to speak on time management, I'm probably not the one, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> I fly by the seat of my pants. I just make it happen. So a method to my madness is just me being flexible, you know, just making it all work, doing multiple things at the same time. Right. I'm Um, I just make it work. But back then, typical day, I had, you know, kiddos in school. And so I was getting, I did not work out in the morning. I was not a morning person. When my oldest son was in first grade, he asked for an alarm clock for Christmas so that he could get up earlier for school because I was always up like at the very last minute, yanking him (laughs) out of bed, rushing out the door, getting him to school. And so he wanted, he is like, a type one through and through he needs structure and perfection right and and so he asked for an alarm clock so literally at, in first grade my oldest son was waking me up to get us up and get ready for school so that's, I was, that's not, so <laughs> I was not effective right I was not efficient with my time in that in that time but I would take my oldest to school I would come back home I would do my workout either then after like I still had a baby asleep, I'd get it done really quick. Or sometimes I was working out at like 10 o'clock at night after I put the kids to bed. After I started working out, I knew how much energy I had and I knew, you know, that I would eventually see the results of it. Again, I was plugged into this group and I felt really accountable and I had a lot of satisfaction of checking off these boxes, you know, through this nine week program. My, My days were not super efficient, but I... I just made it all work. Once my oldest got old enough and he was home after school and he had homework and we had practices and things like that, I was having to take him to like my mom's house or a family member's house after school so I could go to cheer practice and so someone else was helping my son with his homework while I worked with someone else's child and when that started to feel out of balance I thought okay something needed you know needed to change as far as getting it all done during the day it was it it was literally like um, a rat race (laughs) it was just constantly go 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 Uh, but I think that's you know everybody's life you just kind of make it work I don't think I could give someone a schedule of how I make my day work and it would work for their life. You know what I mean? Mm. You just do your best. And what I realize now is that you have to give yourself a lot of grace because I think it's easy to think that someone with five kids who works out and, you know, runs a business and does this and that, like has it all together and their house is always clean and everyone's always happy. And that's just not the case. Everyone feels like they're dropping the ball in some way everyone feels like they are being pulled in a million different directions and they're constantly failing. But the only reason we feel like that is because we're comparing ourselves to some standard that likely does not exist. So when somebody is thinking, how do I make it all happen? You've just got to prioritize. You have to decide what's important. Top three, four, five things that you know you have got to get done, right? Like I have to get my kids to school, right? Like I have to do that. So that is a a non-negotiable for me. I have to do my workout. And so when your day is busy like that, and you're looking and thinking, where am I going to put it in? I realized I had a lot of unused hours sleeping away while my first grader was waking me up, right? So I did, I made myself be a morning person. And it was a process, and it hurt, and it was not fun. But After you start making yourself do it and just pure will and discipline to make it happen, you realize how many hours that opens up during the day and how much energy you have throughout the day by getting it done early. So I've also moved like my personal development time to the early morning. I've moved my workout to the early morning. I give myself, give myself, gift myself two hours every morning for just me because typically the rest of the day is for everyone else. So I just want to, I want to encourage you to know that there's time in the day. You just have to make it a priority. Um, and that's what I've done. Those two hours, I wake up at 4:30 every morning. I get my kids up at 6:45, And those two hours are my time. And I protect those with everything that I have, because I know that when I am my best self, I pour into me first, I'll be better for everyone else. I will show up as a no. better mom. I will show up as a better wife because I started with me. And I think as a mom, especially, we feel like that's a selfish thing, right? So giving time to ourselves, taking time for ourselves, spending money on ourselves, those things. But really it, it, it overflows to everyone around you when you do make that investment in you, whether that's time or money or whatever that is for you to become your best self everyone in your life
1: benefits from it. I love this. And I can resonate with it in so many ways. I used to be also a Netflix binge watcher. Like I would, I would watch until 2, 3, 4 a.m. and then wake up at what, for lunchtime? Like lunch was literally my breakfast. I also started this morning routine where I wake up at five back in the days where I would work out, read, meditate and all this stuff. So by the time everyone went to work, I had me time for hours already. Like I've done productive work four hours already where other people just started their day, having those couple of hours, even a couple of minutes for yourself before the day starts definitely wins the day early in the morning, gives you the energy and mental power to su- support others. What I'm curious is you mentioned sometimes you feel out of balance. Sometimes you feel exhausted. I'm sure. And even, even me at this point, you go to bed. You feel exhausted. You feel out of balance. You feel dissatisfied in a certain way. I'm sure that there are specific moments where you even feel, how can I make a bit better impact? How can I do more? Or you unconsciously start to compare to other health and fitness coaches, even your community maybe. And that gives you self-doubt. That gives you anxiety. That makes you feel out of balance. Like, how do you deal with those emotions?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, everyone absolutely has those. Um, Having a sounding board is huge for me. I need to be able to like vent and get it out. And so I have, you know, my leaders on my team. I have my amazing husband. That's another thing you're comparing, right? To these people on Instagram that look confident and they're rocking it and these things. Behind the scenes, they are totally crying in their bathroom too. Like everyone (laughs) has those doubts. And so you just accepting the fact that that's normal, except, you know, yeah, in those moments, it feels dark and hopeless. And, and how are you gonna, you know, do more, be more, raise your bar again, you know, create more content and, and help more people and, and say things in different ways so that people are inspired. Like that can start to weigh on you, but I always just come back to my mission. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? You know, what is my purpose? And I know that it's just right back to the day that I decided to be a coach. I want one other person to feel as good as me. So I just have to kind of live in that mission and know that even if my content's not perfect, even if I don't, you know, hit the numbers that I thought I was going to, even if, you know, I have self-doubt and, you know, production isn't as amazing as I thought, at the end of the day, I know I'm still making an impact. And so when you are rooted in a mission that fuels your soul and feels right with you, no matter the outcome, it's easier to show up the next day. And being an optimist, I know tomorrow's always a new day. Listen, like I said, I have an amazing husband. The other day I went to bed at 6.30 at night because I was just done. I had nothing else to give. I, You guys feel like my energy. I, I go and go and go and go and go. That's not like never ending, right? There's sometimes we come to a crashing halt. Um, and so anticipating that crash and having a safe place to land, I think is really important. Allowing yourself to, to do that, to unplug, to go to bed early, to, if you don't binge watch Netflix anymore, giving yourself permission to do that and just be mindless. I think honestly, just preparing for a crash and preparing for that and knowing that it's okay and letting yourself fall for a little while. And then knowing that tomorrow is a new day. That's that's how I handle it. It's not perfect. I probably need therapy like most people, but that's how I handle it is I lean on, you know, my closest friends and my husband, fall into them and then pick myself up and get rooted in my mission the next day.
1: The people that I've podcasted in the past, you know, some of them are really structured. And all the stuff that you read on social media is like structure your goal, review your goal. And what is your 10 years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years and all this stuff. And I love that you really play into your personality, what really works for you. And it's having the flexibility and adaptivity to the life, but still being clear about your priorities and having them first thing in the morning. So you don't make sure that you have time, you make time for these priorities to happen, right? So that's what I really love about it. And I'm curious, you are in the cheerleading phase. You're still doing what you enjoy. Um, You're doing part-time jobs. You're making money in a certain way, but you feel unfulfilled. Why is this specific piece that you have been doing for seven years now, super fulfilling to you? Like what's the difference for you specifically?
0: So you you heard me mention that I was a plate spinner, right? I had all of these different, different things that fulfilled me in different ways, right? So coaching, I I loved seeing light bulb moments for people. I loved, you know, bringing something to life and watching others succeed with it. The wedding venue, I was around people. I loved working with people. So all the, all these different things, creative outlet, I was able to like decorate for things. And I learned about food through the catering side of it. So all of these different things, they fulfilled me in different ways, but they were spreading me too thin. And so when I started this with health and fitness coaching, I realized all of those things that I fell in love with from all of the different areas they were all tied up in like this one package this one package that I got to help others I was surrounded by supportive people I got to use my creativity I got to be myself and best of all I got to focus on me and being my best self and showing up as her to inspire others to do the same. So the thing that I felt was missing for so long was now the thing that was going to drive me forward. And so when I realized that all of these pieces just kind of clicked into place and everything that I loved and was finding fulfillment in was in one package, I was able to cut the ties on all the other part-time things that were spreading me so thin. Because, you know, what they say is to have three hobbies, right? One that, what is it? You're creative, one that makes you money and one that you love or whatever it is. And so when I realized, oh, and I get to make money doing this, like, poof, like, it was just, it was just amazing. Like, I I don't have another word for it. It just made sense. It all came together. And so, and so it was just easy for me to go all in on that because I felt fulfilled in so many different ways through this one opportunity.
1: Did you sit down? reflect what resonates with me, what doesn't resonate with me, map it out, and then actively look for things that make sense to you. Because what I'm hearing from your story is someone came to you. You just felt, oh, this sounds great. I just want to do it. So your intention came from a selfish side, which is not even bad. It's like, hey, I want to lose weight. I want to figure this out. And then it slowly came and turned into something that you didn't imagine before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, you could say it was a stars aligning or whatever, but you know, it was, I think putting yourself in a position to not be afraid to fail, putting yourself in a position to put yourself out there for something that is uncomfortable and scary. I think all of that lended to, you know, me eventually finding what worked. Um, but yeah, it was definitely just trying something, being curious and, and not being afraid, you know, to fail forward.
1: Amazing. I love the fact that you were sharing that not everyone is perfect and I love this idea of everyone has their struggle. What are things that you are currently working on when it comes to your mental and well mental and emotional well-being?
0: So I'm really working on mindset right now, the the lies that you tell yourself and overcoming them and and making a declaration of a more positive thought and and what is actually the truth, right? So I'm because I am so energetic and fly by the seat of my pants and this and that, for a long time, I struggled with leadership because how do you chase a squirrel that's running back and forth quickly like I do, right? Like how am I ever going to lead a team when I'm just flying by the seat of my pants? And so for a long time, I told myself, I'm not a good leader. Uh, You know, I won't have a successful team because I don't know how to have these beautiful systems and and duplicate success. And, you know, I was telling myself this story about not being perfect, about not having this thing. And what I realized is that there's, beauty and perfection in the way that i do things and for whatever reason wow. because i've compared myself to you know my mentor who is very structured and has everything in a google doc in a perfect bow right i was comparing myself to this standard but that wasn't me that's not how i do things that's not how i thrive and what i when i embraced that and i realized okay this is how i do things I had people come alongside me who worked in the same way, who thrived on my, you know, quick decisions and, you know, adaptability and things like that. And so I think, you know, aligning yourself with how you work best is, you know, the best thing. And so I've really been working on my mindset around, you know, things that I've maybe thought were holding me back, but what the truth actually is and and learning to kind of work through self-talk that way.
1: Beautiful. What are your practices? to spot negative self-talk and swap it into a positive thought. Like how, how would you do that?
0: So I'm very um, loud in my head. (laughs) Like I talk talk to myself, right? And so I literally have to say, stop, that's a waste of energy that is not serving you. You know, how could we turn this? How could we lean in to this challenge and push through the other side? Um, I like in January, I was, I was struggling with something specifically in my business and I was kind of beating myself up over it. And I was, you know, going on a walk that day and I pulled out my phone to message my mentor and say, you know, this is what I'm struggling with and just vent and just get it out. Right. And, and I picked up my phone to type out the message. And I thought, what a waste of energy when I could be using this time to find a solution To, you know, dig into what would actually help me grow, help me push through this obstacle, then complain. And so I literally, in my head thought, stop wasting your own time, use your energy better, find a solution. Action trumps fear and self-doubt and those things, right? Like you're only afraid to jump out of a plane until you actually jump, right? It's just the fear of the before. So the action is what overcomes that fear is what overcomes those thoughts and the things. And if you let yourself, you'll just spiral out, right? You'll just let yourself go down this tangent and dark, slippery slope of, you know, self-doubt and negativity. But if you can stop yourself interrupt that pattern in some way. So don't send the negative venting message, right? Don't let yourself, you know, go down these paths, do something to interrupt that pattern, whether that's, you know, taking action in your business or making a phone call or whatever it needs to be taking action against that negative thought for me is what is what always works. Action trumps fear and self-doubt.
1: That's That's incredible. And that's exactly what I'm also sharing with my community is the fact that when we have negative self-talk, we almost get stuck in this problem, right? We ask ourselves, why, why, why? Like, why is this a problem? Like, we really try to figure out the problem rather than asking us to change the question from why is this happening to what can I do towards the solution. And I always use the analogy of, being hungry. When we are hungry we don't ask ourselves why am I hungry? Why am I feeling this? Why am I starving? rather than turning into the question what can I do to not feel hungry anymore? What can I eat and then exactly what you are saying, taking the first action and then break that pattern. I also love the idea that you was trying to spot it and then just saying stop and just the ability to say stop, Breaks that pattern and puts you into an observer role to work on your self-talk. And what I've been hearing so far, just to summarize a little bit for those people who are listening, is you mentioned accountability partner because what I'm feeling is so many people want to do things, but they really struggle with pushing through. And what I'm hearing from your story is you have a morning routine where you do it as a priority, you have an accountability partner, so you're not cheating yourself and also making it a priority early in the morning. just really creates momentum. And that's something I really love. I would love to know from you, Jessica, what are two or three things that listeners can apply to their life today?
0: Lean in to your quirks, your nuances that you feel are a little bit off. Those things are likely what will drive you forward, right? It didn't make sense for me to be this fun, energetic fitness girl for a long time. And I think I pushed against it for a while. Like I needed to be more than that. I needed to be something else for people to, you know, see me and, and like me and follow me, but really that's, ultimately what people wanted from me they wanted me to be right so this cheerleader is like i didn't want to be this cheerleader quote unquote right because that's always like a negative connotation but actually people need cheerleaders in their life like they need someone in their corner rooting for them and so the the things that i was pushing back against for so long is exactly what i needed to step into was my superpower right it was the things that were inside of me all along that i needed to embrace before I could actually succeed. So those things that you're like fighting against that, you know, is who you are, you know, what's inside you don't push against those like that. That's a calling. That's a tugging on your heart. That's there for a reason. That's number one, embrace who you are and go all in Two, I think success ultimately is creating created in the small daily actions. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. what lead up to big results. So that consistency One meal at a time, one workout at a time, one piece of content at a time, one message at a time, one email, one podcast, like all of those small daily actions that feel so insignificant at the time. That's what creates the compound effect right and that's what will lead you to big results and no matter what you do so you have a goal back into that with the actions it's going to take to get there and focus on those daily actions to create success and three i think remember that everyone gets discouraged everyone wants to quit everyone wants to give up but it never helps you get there faster quitting is never the answer If that is truly your mission, if your goal is mission-driven with purpose and fulfillment, quitting will not get you there any faster. So keep going and trust the process.
1: Absolutely. Love it, Jessica. You mentioned in your first point that putting out your true self, your calling, something you have been fighting back, whether it's self-doubts or something else. But I'm sure that there are so many introverts or other people who see you and just say, hey, I don't know, you are fake or you are too energetic, or you are, you are just too much for me. Like you probably get a lot of negativity as well, right? And I think a lot of people just don't have the courage to be themselves because they're afraid. They're afraid that they don't fit into society. They're afraid that they're judged. Like, how do you manage that? Did you have those feelings and how do you overcome that for yourself?
0: I truly don't care. I truly don't care. If you don't like me, I love you anyway, you can click unfollow move on because there is one person out there who needs me, who needs my message, who needs to hear what I have to say in the way that I have to say it they need my energy they need my fire. And I know it's not for everyone. Right, you can be the juiciest most beautiful peach in the patch and there's still going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. Okay, so you cannot conform yourself to what you think other people want, because eventually you will be a shell of a person. Because you will never be able to please everyone. So you have to stay. You are the only one who knows who you are. And you have to go all in on that. And the right people will align with you. Because how awful would it be to pretend to be somebody else, pretend to be this thing that you think that everybody wants, and aligning yourself with all of these people who want to be aligned with this image that you've created and that not being you. That would feel horrible. That would feel like I was in prison forever. So like, for instance, on Instagram, when that reel took off, thank God it was so me, right? It was just energy and fitness and fun. And like, that's so me, but had it been something that wasn't aligned with my goals, that wasn't, you know what I mean? True to who I am, I would feel entrapped in a, in a, facade. And so I I just urge you, even though it doesn't feel like anyone resonates with who you truly are yet, they will. And the deeper you dive into it, the more vulnerable you get, the more you peel back those layers and and find out for yourself who you are, the right people will start to align with you.
1: Jessica, you're amazing. Thanks so much. This was beautiful. Where can people find you and get get to know more about you?
0: I'm on Instagram at Jessica underscore carries five, Jessica carries five. Um, That's where I hang out. That's where you'll find the most of me. I'm on my stories all day long. You know, I do fun reels and challenges, and I'm an open book 100%. I get messages daily about, you know, what I eat and, and what my workouts are and how they can work with me. And I love, love, love connecting with people on Instagram. So that's the best way to find me.
1: Awesome guys. I'm super excited for everyone to get to know Jessica more. And Jessica, thanks so much for all the beautiful insights today. Thank you for listening. If you're dealing with overthinking, self-doubts, or you are on your journey of finding yourself, maybe you want to improve the relationship with your family, with your parents, or improve the relationship you have with yourself. And you're looking for an accountability partner or coach to turn your low moments into your pivotal moments, then please message me and write me an email, LukeWShu at gmail.com. LukeWShu at gmail.com. And if you are looking for self-development tools and empowerment to find your true self, then follow me on Instagram. It's instagram.com slash LukeWshu. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode.